Okay, we are live, allegedly. Uh, so just before I start, um, I will just say the when I'm doing the live through uh, this separate website, the chat is uh, a little bit delayed. So I may not see uh, if, there's a, if there's a chat, I might not see it exactly in time. Um, but also just wanted to say, uh, please let me know in the chat if, if I don't look good. Because uh, the last time that I was running it, let me make sure that YouTube is down right now so that I'm not, okay. So I don't have YouTube up. Uh, okay, you see me, all right. I also realize that my vision is not great with this uh, bright screen facing back in my eyes. Uh, <laughs> so I'll do my best to, I got a troll comment on a live feed a couple a month or so ago. The first was like, Chris, why do you keep squinting your eyes? Um, anyway, so I'll just start off by doing quickly the, the topic that I was going to do. And uh, as I kind of mentioned before in one of the comments, um, you know, the, the live is kind of a nice hack for getting the video up quickly because I don't have to deal with the post-production. Uh, the downside to it is, of course, uh, I can't do some of the backgrounds that I like. And then uh, also there seems to be some kind of issue with how YouTube presents live videos uh, I guess they present them a little bit differently than regular videos. So sometimes um, they show up like a regular video, sometimes not. I'm not sure exactly how that works. Uh, but anyway, sometimes it's kind of nice to be able to just jump right on here. And I do like having the uh, the opportunity to for interaction as well. Uh, so that's always good. Anyway, um, so the topic that I wanted to talk about, uh, that I've been wanting to talk about for a little while, and it's especially uh, appropriate now, I feel like, is... Um, the idea of false equivalency, and specifically, um, I wanted to talk about the Electoral College. And uh, I, I think I think that in general, um, the argument on whether we should or shouldn't have the Electoral College seems to run pretty fairly down um, left and right. I think that most progressives that I know um, are in agreement that we should the Electoral College. And I think that would make sense, uh, it, given that uh, the Democratic candidate has won the popular vote in all but one uh, election last 30 years, and, and even that was a fairly tight race, 2004. Um, but one of the things that keeps coming up with people who are pro-electoral college is the idea that the electoral college gives smaller states a voice and that if it weren't for the electoral college, uh, they wouldn't have any say in the election. And I don't understand this. I, I, I don't know if I'm missing something here. Uh, it doesn't make sense to me. And I have even some smart friends, people that I actually know from, from real life, real people, uh, who who say this, and I, I just don't follow. Uh, to me, when you have a one person, one vote, uh, I don't see how that's unfair in any way. You literally have the same share of the say as everybody else. So that's first part. And then when it comes to the states, the states having a say, it's a national vote. 
right? It's a national vote. It's not a state by state. The way it works right now, you actually have less of a say if you're a small state. You actually have less of a say. One could argue here in California, where where our state is 55 electoral votes, they called California for Biden. Literally, I was watching live. Within one minute of the polls closing here in California, they called the election for Biden. And on one hand, I get it. I mean, obviously, it's going to go blue. You know, it's a pretty fair, fair assumption to make. But it seems to it seems to set a bad uh, precedent. If your if your standard is about making sure states, whether big or small, have a fair say in the election, if you're a Trump supporter in California, you're 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 basically being told that your vote doesn't mean anything. Your vote is not going into the collective pool of of, of votes. Uh, so I just I don't follow that. Um, and I, the only the only thing I was going to say about it is that the p- idea of a popular vote eliminates states completely from the equation. It becomes a one person to one vote. So I don't understand the idea of states being left out. The one place where it seems to have some kind of logical thinking is the idea that candidates will not campaign in certain states because of the small population. And so they're not, um, those states won't get heard in a popular vote because a candidate won't waste their time. Sure, but doesn't that happen anyway? I I don't think that uh, Wyoming or Montana, you know, red states, Midwest, uh, small red states, I don't think getting much attention as it is. So um, that's kind of my whole thought on that. Um, when it, oh, hey, Christopher Williams is here. Great. I, I was hoping that, uh, that he would uh, be here because I know a couple months back when I did the, uh, I think it was the Cap the Well video, I had mentioned potentially doing a uh, live stream on Election Day, uh, which I remember you saying you were interested in that. And I decided I chickened out uh, mainly because um, – just too much. It was too much. Uh, and, uh, I, I needed to just be able to sit back and, and take everything in and kind of gather my thoughts, but, um, happy that you have me here too. And we actually, we actually share the same initials. Um, but anyway, just on the electoral, that was my thoughts on the electoral college and, and, and then leading into the topic of false equivalency. So, so <laughs> making a jump here, so I was getting into another one of these famous uh, Facebook arguments, which I'm really trying to do less and less Facebook uh, as much as I can, because I, I think it's bad for my mental health. And I really think it's just a complete effort in futility uh, to try to argue with some people. But um, I, uh, I found myself in this discussion about the Electoral College and up that same exact argument that I just talked about, um, about the idea that uh, an electoral college basically allows small states to have a voice. And, um, and I basically outlined what I just said, my, my thoughts on why the vote would actually eliminate any issues, states not having a, as much of a say. 
And, uh, and, and I think to this person's credit, she kind of came around, uh, but she still considered it like it was an opinion. Um, and, 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 uh, meaning that the person that, that I was contending with who was saying that the popular vote would allow uh, or, or would not allow certain states to have a voice, um, when I kind of pointed that out, she sh- sort of put it back as if it's like two perspectives. But um, you either have a fair vote or you don't. And the fact that we've had 30 years uh, with one one election of of the Democratic candidate not winning the popular vote, and yet Republican candidates have won several times, I think, and, and even just the fact of what I talked about uh, in the last video, the fact that you could have you could have a candidate win by five million votes and have the most votes in the history, in the history of elections in this country, uh, and he could still have not won. I mean, if, if you know, if, if things went for the, for the worst uh, and, uh, and suddenly he turned those states, um, he could still have won even down four or five million votes. I think that that is evidence enough that we seriously need to uh, rethink the idea of a, uh, an electoral college. You're trying to be too rational in your theory of the electoral college. It's total BS. Their reasoning, your reasoning is right. Yes, and I, I, I definitely, I do try. There's that. Do you remember before I was talking about the that the certain types of backgrounds make my make me look balder than I am? All right, it's gone now. That <laughs> little extra. And then I have this thing going on right over here. I was mentioning before I have skin issues. Um, I got on a new medication. Um, I'm like, you know what? God has already decided to take away enough of my hair, like, you know, naturally working its way back. I don't need to get these extra little things here. Anyway, that's a topic for another discussion. Um, but anyway, where I was going with the false equivalency thing is that is another thing that really, really frustrates me. And I think that I think that the left is um, is guilty, or, or I guess I could say the left is... A, a, an enabler in this, uh, p- particularly the Democratic establishment. Like I'm talking like Barack Obama, Joe, sort of, which I guess isn't really the left, um, but just the idea that like reaching across the aisle. You know, the the we we heard Joe Biden say this last night. We heard Barack Obama say this 12 years ago. Even if you didn't vote for me, I'm still going to be your president. Well, how about start by being the president for the people that did vote for you? There's this idea of, you know, reaching across the aisle is great, but don't treat them like they're both the same thing. You know, it's the, it's the rhetoric of like, you know, it's, it's just time for us to heal. Well, there's still almost half the population in this country that thinks that Donald Trump would have been an acceptable president. Um, I don't think that we're going to be quite there yet where we're ready to heal until there's a sense of humility. Um, and recognition for the failings of their dear leader. Um, but anyway, that's sort of just the, the idea of like, let's call a spade a spade, you know, let's, um, let's look at the facts. Um, let's, let's form an uh, educated and informed uh, opinion, hopefully based on some kind of level of rationale. And let's not put things on the same level that they don't deserve to be on. 
one more example of it, and then I will I will get to my question that I that I promised, and uh, and then I'll, I'll see. I got a couple more comments here. Um, I will jump to those um, in a second. But anyway, the the one other thing, the one other big one with the false equivalency idea that really gets me is um, when it comes to freedom of speech. And, the, and I was thinking about this today. So there's this new thing, Parler, I guess. Um, actually, a friend of mine just was telling me about it today. He was like, oh, have you, have you heard about this Parler? I was like, I have no idea. never heard of it. And then he told me about it. And then and apparently it's uh, it's the escape place for, uh, for conservatives who are upset that they don't get to say their shitty, hateful views uh, anymore on Twitter or Facebook or whatever, whatever social media platform that they want to be able to spew whatever they want. And again, there is this false connection that is made between social media and freedom of speech. And they're not the same thing. And, and we know this. This is very, very elementary stuff here. The idea of freedom of speech means that the government cannot tell you, cannot regulate your speech. That doesn't mean that there aren't consequences uh, in the form of maybe being banned from a website. Maybe you can't go into that restaurant. You know, you can't go into a movie theater and yell fire. Like we know these things. These are very basic fundamental things. And I just find it so ironic that, you know, the pushback, you know, even with the Steven Crowder types, um, I mean, even like Rudy Giuliani, who, who is who is a government entity, by the way, um, claiming uh, that that Twitter or Facebook or whichever whichever you want to go with doesn't have the fundamental right to censor. That is the wrong word. It is not censoring. Censorship refers to the government uh, dictating what private citizens can and cannot say. Um, that that and that that in and of itself is a misnomer, by the way. Um, but again, I, I could get off on we could get off on all kinds of tangents on this one. Um, but but that's just the thing. Um, it's just I guess it's just the idea of that that false equivalency that really frustrates me. Um, and I th- I just find it ironic when it comes from the conservative side, specifically with Twitter, Facebook, you know, whatever it is, having a problem with them, them you know, quote now, censoring a a person using their platform and they want to flip it around and require Facebook or Twitter to allow whatever hate speech they put on, even if it, even if it's incorrect facts, which you may have noticed, if you take a look at Donald Trump's Twitter account lately, uh, his whole page is just flooded with flags for like everything he's posting. Um, But, but the, the, the part about it that gets me is like if you're if you're a conservative, like if you're a free market capitalist conservative, you know, hardcore Republican type, you really want to be on the side of the government can dictate to your social media platform what they can't what, what they must allow. Now you're saying that a private business must allow this speech. On their site now, that's that that doesn't set a dangerous precedent at all, does it? Yeah, that like okay, now we can decide movie theaters, we can decide restaurants, you know, we can decide any business anywhere. Uh, we as the government, we can decide what they can have on their walls, what they can allow 
from their employees, their dress codes, whatever it is. Again, I know, and I keep stressing this too. This is the thing I said before, and this is not false modesty either, believe me. Um, I don't think that I'm really super smart. This is very like basic stuff to understand. It's it's not super complicated. Um, anyway, so I know I, I saw that I had some comments and I also saw that somebody dropped off. So I was gonna stop talking now and let's see. Um, the reason for the electoral college is to protect us from crazy votes, however it fit in 2016. And I also, and that's true. And I think it's ironic uh, because Donald Trump himself was one of the people that was against the electoral college up until I think about the time that the electoral college favored him. Um, and then I think we would ever, I don't think we'd ever have a situation where the candidate is so bad, the electoral college would overturn it. Um, and then social media has really messed up people's thinking with these crazy conspiracy theories. I think one way to try to fix our population is to stop bad theories right in their tracks. Absolutely. Um, and I was having a conversation um, with this same friend who, who brought up the parlor thing with me. Um, and I was just saying like, um, you know, as progressives, as rational thinkers, you know, what do we do with this? And again, kind of just furthering my point of, of the last video, just the idea that like, I don't have time for it anymore. Um, and uh, we just kind of have to plow ahead. You know, we just have to plow forward, um, formulate opinions based on based on well-researched, thought out information um, and and just try to be the best versions of ourselves as we can be. I, I know for me personally, I'm really going to try to make an effort um, in the next year uh, to get more involved in the community. Um, I, I know I think I talked about it in one video where I was talking about doing the the council and talking about the roads nearby my house. But I do think that um, I think that that's uh, probably a good place to start when it comes to, um, you know, making your place, making the world a better place and uh, not letting the sort of despair that we may feel with the result of this election uh, get in the way of that. And I, I do still say that there is a level of despair there because it was not the kind of landslide that I was kind of expecting. And I know um, Bill had a good point regarding that. They just can't stand not having their views put out. They feel discriminated against. Yeah, no, I know it's ironic. They're the biggest snowflakes of them all really because they, they can't, yeah, they, they can't handle, um, people holding them accountable for their shitty uh, views or words. Um, and I know Christopher Williams, uh, you made a point about this in the video earlier on um, it's better to be having this discussion with a victory. And I totally agree. Um, that's, that's how I look at it too. And in fact, I was, I was telling my wife, you know, um, as much as it kind of sucks that the result didn't go completely uh, one way and there wasn't this repudiation of Trump that we hoped for the order that it happened was probably good because I went to bed Tuesday night um, just in a despair just I was depressed I thought I was even telling I was telling my wife I'm, I'm like looking at the TV I'm like I don't see a path to victory he's not one, one state 
that Hillary didn't win in 2016. He hasn't flipped one. Um, now, the ironic thing about that was that I it was playing out how I had predicted, and yet I still didn't see it that way because, again, I thought that even with even with the early votes favoring Biden and the uh, same day votes favoring Trump, and even if those same day votes came in uh, first, I didn't think it would be that bleak. And again, part of the problem for me was they were calling a lot of states and they weren't really being clear on how they were taking the votes. But anyway, uh, just point being, it worked out well that I went to bed in, I mean, I went to bed in despair. I really did. I thought it was done. I thought it was over. Um, and I woke up really early the next day, uh, pulled out my phone, expecting to see, you know, Trump, Trump elected. Um, and then I looked and the, the color on some of the states on the map had changed to light blue. Um, and I'm looking at it and I'm like, wait, now I'm starting to see a path, like a literal path. I mean, you look down those Midwest, you know, I saw Arizona was blue. Uh, Nevada was blue, Michigan, Wisconsin, and then even even North Carolina, Georgia at the time were still light red. But now you're and actually early Wednesday morning, I actually started predicting Pennsylvania um, again, because as they were reporting, now we're getting the mail in votes counting. So anyway, um, but it did. It, it was good that we had it in that order, I think for me, for my own mental health, because um, I, I was relieved and felt a whole lot better on Wednesday. Whereas if, uh, if Biden had come out right off the bat, but it was still very, very close, um, you'd be like, well, yeah, he's winning, which we expected, but God, it's really close, which that part is, and still is depressing. But again, to your point, like, having this conversation with a Biden victory feels a whole hell of a lot better than having this conversation with a Trump victory. I mean, that, I, you know, so again, I, I am going to enjoy the moment for that. Um, Trump was winning the popular vote when I went to bed and had a big lead in Virginia. Yes, um, he did. That's true. He, he did. He had a, that, and that was the other part where I really felt bleak was he did. He had a popular vote lead and, and that's where it's like, well, you know, we, the people who actually are against the electoral vote now, what do we have to say? He's winning the popular vote too. Uh, Trump is successful with getting state recounts. Perhaps more democratic votes will be found. I'm not sure this is over. Maybe more states will later on reflect more democratic votes. Yeah. I, and that's also bring, that's another thing that I was thinking about today. You know, I joke, I joke with my wife, we're in the movie Groundhog Day and every day we're like, well, it's election day again. Um, that's what it was feeling like, but I, I still feel a semblance of that election day feel because, you know, Trump hasn't conceded. And I mean, I don't think he's ever going to, uh, so we can't really hold our breath waiting for that, but they do still have to do the official count. And he is within his right to ask for those, those recounts when it's within half a percent, which they are, there's a few of them that are, I, I think Pennsylvania and Georgia are within that half a percent. Uh, right now anyway. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not too worried about that. It's just, it does feel like it's, it's still going to be a little bit iffy until it's official, officially counted. And really January 20th uh, inauguration day is going to be the, the really good day. Cause God knows how much damage uh, he can do. 
All right, let's see. I'm going to try not to squint. Uh, I don't know how far left you are, but do you think in eight years we should try a progressive? I'm more of a moderate that don't like the Republicans, but Fox News had a funny exit poll. It showed the country is pretty progressive. I know Bernie lost, but maybe because Democrats chose Biden, they felt he had better shot. Yeah, so this is a really, that's a great question. That's a, that's like another video right there. Um, so my thing, and actually I think we had, a, we might have had a similar conversation in the comments a while back. Um with regards to Biden. So my thing with, with Bernie, you know, I, I'm, I'm a Bernie supporter. I, I, and I have, I have put a couple Easter eggs in a few videos of Bernie stuff. I don't know if anyone noticed, but um, yeah, so I'm a Bernie supporter and I was of the mind um, putting that out there too. Cause I know I, I'll acknowledge I'm biased in that sense, being a Bernie supporter. I've been, I followed him for a long time, long time. And I said a long time ago, like, I hope he runs for president someday. Um, but yes, I thought, I thought, uh, and I'll put it out there right now, I was, I was probably wrong uh, because of the results of the election being what they were, but maybe not. We can never really know. But I, I thought that if there was ever a year for us to run a true progressive, that this was the year because Trump was so bad, like we're going to elect whoever, whoever's on the ticket, whoever, you know, I will close my eyes and circle if, if you tell me that it's not Trump. If it's Trump versus not Trump, okay, and I have no shame in saying that. Uh, I think that is more a, of a uh, negative reflection on Trump than it is on Biden or whoever the candidate is. So yes, that was my thinking was that we should have run a true progressive. Now, having said that, the vote being as close as it was, I don't know. I don't know if that would have worked out. Um, but and you're saying in the next eight years, should we try a progressive? Yeah, um, it, it's it's a matter of, you know, are we gonna, are we a learning nation or not? Or not? I, I remember um, uh, it was interesting. I was listening to uh, Michael Moore's podcast and he was talking about, this was right around the time that, um, I think it was right around, right around the time that Bernie uh, conceded during the primaries they were doing exit polls on uh, Democrats leaving the primary booth. And um, policy-wise, position for position, they agreed with Bernie Sanders, but they had voted for Biden. And um, a lot of that was just that safety net, that electability, um, which I questioned a lot. I questioned, like, how do you determine that? To me, it's like you win the election. That's how you know you're electable. Um, part of that is just that scary socialist word, you know, democratic socialist, which that's another thing I, I, I talk with people about, like, you know, I really wish that he would just call himself a Democrat and not a democratic socialist. Not for me. I'm not afraid of the phrase, but um, clearly some people are. Um, let's see. Okay. This is the part where... I have to remember what each thing is referring to because there's a delay. So they chose Biden because he's a corporate Democrat. Bernie scared the hell out of everyone because he wasn't bought by the corporations, which is why I like him so much. And I don't know how, I don't know what it is. It's, um, you know, there's that whole people voting against their own self-interest. Uh, um, yeah. He's not, he's not owned by corporations, which is, is a huge deal, but that is 
I mean, today, I guess that's why um, the DNC kind of teamed up against him uh, both times because, uh, you know, whether you're Democrat or Republican, got to pay those bills, right? Um, thought it was risky this election to have a progressive. Yeah. Well, I mean, and with the results, I can't really argue. Um, I, I mean, I, you know, if you knew me this whole year, like, I mean, even if the last four or five years, I mean, since Bernie first ran, like I have been very much a supporter of him. But once Biden was the nominee, it became all about getting him elected and not about, you know, saying the thing that maybe as progressives we want to hear or even, you know, whether you're moderate or whatever, you know, political values are. Um, like on Twitter, I've seen a lot of uh, far left. Like I have, I've, I'm connected with a lot of people on Twitter who I think more to the left than me. Um, and uh, mainly when it comes to like your, your morality on who you vote for and this idea that they're, you know, almost selling out if you vote for Biden, um, which I think is kind of silly. Um, but, you know, then they being upset with Biden not saying the things that we want to hear um, from an ideological perspective, like in the debates, him Biden was very clear that, like, I'm not for the New Deal. I'm not for the, the Green New Deal. Uh, I'm not going to ban fracking. You know, he uh, I'm not going to do universal health care. Like he was very clear on that. And yeah, from a far left progressive standpoint, <clears throat> that's not what we want to hear, but I want to get him elected. So I was actually fine with the things that he was saying, because right now we're just talking about getting him elected. Um, I don't, I don't hold any, um, I don't hold any kind of illusions that uh, he's going to be the beacon of progressivism that I hoped he would be. Um, seems like they were heavily against us with whomever we picked. Yeah. Again, I can't, I can't argue. Um, you know, you just look at the numbers. Like I am extremely, um, I mean, I guess I can't, I guess I can't, I shouldn't be surprised at this point because, um, you know, I, I was surprised that he won in 2016. I just thought that this was, I thought it was so bad. Like, I don't, I don't see how, I don't know how 230,000 people, um, died because you can't, uh, you can't tell people to wear a mask. Um, I don't know. It's, but, but I guess when you, when you, you take a position like that and you're just gonna, you're gonna stick with it. it maybe, maybe it becomes like, it would be too much to acknowledge that you were wrong about that because then it's like, you'd have to take ownership of it in a sense, maybe. I don't know. I don't know what that is, but yeah, I was, I was, I was surprised that Biden did. I mean, that Trump did as well as he did. I, I did not think that he was going to get that many votes. Um, and, and I think that also says something about the polling because again, um, they were supposedly uh, being more um, scientific about their polling this year and also recognizing that there's a, a um, block of voters that maybe they weren't considering the first time, the, you know, the non-likely voters. But even with that, they still got it wrong. I mean, yeah, he won, but I mean, they had him, I think, like an eight point nationally and he didn't, he didn't get that. Um, I think progressives need their own party. Hopefully the movement for people's party will get this going. Yes. Um, and actually, yeah, that's the, 
that's it leads to another good point. Um, <clears throat> I was going to keep this short. You guys, this is cool. I, I like I like having this engagement. I was going to keep this like a lot shorter, but this is cool. Um, yeah, I actually would like to see uh, they call it like rank order voting, where you can actually have nine or ten because you know you can't vote for Howie Hawkins. I mean, you can, how can you vote for him? Like, sure, you could agree with all of his policies, but you can't. I mean, I could vote for him here in California, but uh, you—it's not—it's not, it's not going to do anything. It like it, nobody cares if you vote for Howie Hawkins. Nobody cares. Uh, it's not going to like inspire anything either. That's you know that's the thing that like people on the far left will say like we got to send a message, you know, or like writing in Bernie Sanders again. You know, I'm I'm pretty. I consider myself pretty far to the left, but uh, but I'm also you know I'm pretty pragmatic i think i think that's glad that bernie chose to run as a democrat rather than an independent we have someone like nader who arguably uh lost the election for gore in 2000 um you know we know all know how that worked out so yeah I, i think that i think for me personally i would like to see some kind of rank order voting where you can you can safely vote for the the howie hawkins or the nader whoever that might be um knowing that it's going to go in with with a pool of potential candidates that you're sort of giving a fair shot. Um, still believe in polls. I know they were off last two times, but the electorate is hard to predict. Yeah, exactly. Well, and that's another, I think that's another uh, good, good um, case for, uh, for, for national, for the popular vote, because they did, they got it right in terms of the popular vote. Um, but clearly the popular vote failed us in, <laughs> in 2016. Um, okay. Oh yeah. So that was from, I think Fergus and Nader one party. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay. So I'll throw out my question now really quick since we're having this dialogue. Um, and obviously hopefully like more people will answer this in the comment section. Cause I know we only have two people watching <laughs> right now. Um, but Hey, if, if you two are the ones that are watching the live videos then maybe you're the only ones that I need the answer from, cause this is relates to live videos. So, um, oh yeah, definitely, definitely that. And that's voter suppression is not something that you can really track in a poll. Um, so for anyone that caught, you know, the last month or so I started, um, well, I changed the name and then I uh, had Josh on here with me uh, doing the doing the live stream and uh, he has the word salad thing. That was kind of his that was kind of his idea. And I, I like it. I like flipping it around where um, he asks me the questions, which, by the way, I had no idea um, what he was going to ask me. And I think it might have shown a little bit, but uh, still, it was, it was made for good engagement. But what I wanted to ask was if I work into a sort of a weekly live stream um whether it be you know i kind of like doing conversations so i might have like maybe more stuff with josh or maybe with like tofik or Dave or like other friends of mine who have uh maybe legal or medical expertise if i were to do something like that on a weekly basis what are the best dates and times for you if you were interested in watching it um, you don't have to say anything right now. I say, Chris, I have no interest in watching you live. I'm just being here right now because I was bored 
on a Sunday night, whatever, it's fine. Um, but just putting that out there right now, I kind of was looking at doing the kind of Saturday night thing, um, which is what I did the last couple of weeks. But, um, but I don't know if that's like the ideal time. Um, and I really, you know, at the end of the day, and I always kind of stress this before, I'm really interested in quality of conversation more than so I figure asking the people that are engaged will get me the people that are engaged on the live videos, right? Makes sense. Um, so yeah, I just, I'm just kind of curious, like if I were to do something like that, what, what are the sort of times that are, that are good? Um, you know, you can, you can read on search engine optimization and uh, how to do a podcast, the idiot's guide to podcasting or whatever. Um, you can read that stuff all you want, but, uh, there's really no substitute for just like doing it, like experience, experimenting, um, seeing what works and what doesn't work. Um, so I can't really read a book and tell me like, well, you know, uh, statistically you have the best chance of catching the highest opt uh, audience optimization on this particular day. So anyway, um, let's see. Saturday or Sunday night's great. I'm on house arrest. <laughs> yeah. Um, that could be literal or just for the, <laughs> for the pandemic. Either way. Um, so I'm good with any time, but it's, it's starting to get a little late over here. It's 10, 12. Oh, okay. So you're, so you, oh, so you guys are both East Coast. Okay. That's interesting. Um, yeah. I know Farrell is North Carolina. No, I'm on, I'm on the West Coast. Yeah, I'm in I'm in uh, I'm in California, so um, so that's interesting. Okay, yeah, I'm not. Uh, yeah, and I see that it's getting late over there, and uh, and I don't necessarily want to do them super late in the night either. So that that's good to know. Okay, good to know. Um, Saturday Sunday night's great, and then I know Farrell, you work late too. You were saying that before. So, and it's funny, I kind of assumed that you didn't see my, um, my live stream that I did the night before, um, before the election, since I didn't see any comments, um, or asking me what I, what my prediction was or whatever. I, I don't know what that is. I don't know what it is with, um, uh, I don't know what it is with whether I do a live video or a regular video, like how that works. Like if it shows in the same places that my regular videos show, like for me, it's all in the same place. Um, I don't know. It's probably an algorithm thing. YouTube shows. I don't know. I don't know exactly how that works, but anyway, I, I do like the live videos because of the fact that like once I'm done here and I end it, it's that's it uploaded to YouTube and, and I don't have to do anything more and I don't have to sit there waiting for three hours um, on my laptop for it to load that like 75 70% of the population is on the east yeah and I work till midnight and tune in after 1 p.m. wow so midnight so that's like nine nine here okay yeah i figure you're kind of i always figured you're kind of a night out because i know you're three hours ahead and usually when i do videos i'll see your comments usually you're like 10 30 11 like here which that's like two in the morning over where you are so, okay so that's interesting so but that's weekdays right you work you work till midnight 
Monday to Friday. But you, did you just say you have like a new job too? I don't know. You said something like that in one of the comments, I think. So basically Saturday or Sunday night or maybe maybe like evening. Well, so so for Christopher Williams, Saturday or Sunday, but not uh, too late. I work a few hours on Saturdays. Okay. Um, all right. Well, that's good to know. So I'll think about that. And it doesn't have, obviously I'm not, doesn't have to be anything set in stone right this minute, but I'm just kind of trying to, trying to plan out, you know, if I want to do some kind of a regular set live stream with guests potentially, and then still, I like to do just my sort of sporadic, you know, five or 10 minute, uh, takes on stuff, whatever. I can still keep doing that. Um, okay, cool. So that's good to know. Well, um, I'm going to, I'm going to kick off here. Um, this definitely went longer than I planned, but that's cool. I, I, it's been, it's been really cool, um, talking with you both. Um, thanks a lot for staying with me this whole time. Um, and definitely, as I've said before, I'm also very interested in, um, covering topics that other people have would like to talk about or, or like to hear thoughts about. Cause, um, that's my whole thing. It's just like, it's the whole engagement of ideas, right? Just, uh, connecting, connecting ideas across generations. Um, I think that's, that's important, especially today. Uh, and again, everyone being on house arrest, like it's, I think it's, it's good to be able to connect. Cool. All right. Well, I hope you both get, uh, get some sleep and I'll be talking to you all really soon. Um, I've not been saying question the consensus lately um, because the questioning of the consensus right now, um, count those votes, count the votes. That's all I can say. Have a great rest of your night. And I'll be talking to you all again really soon.